I'm joined now by RNZ business reporter Kim Moody. Kia ora, Kim. We haven't seen business credit demand like this in two years. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, business credit demand has risen at, at its fastest level in two years as firms signal a more positive outlook despite higher interest rates. Credit reporting firm Equifax shows business credit applications rose 6.3% in the second quarter. That's the biggest increase since the same period in 2021. Loan applications rose 7.2% and asset finance applications rose more than 13%. Equifax New Zealand Managing Director Angus Luffman says the rise in credit demand is across the board and firms are seeing more demand for their goods and services. It's really seen broad-based broad-based growth across the segments. Uh, it's not coming for any, anything particular in terms of those, in terms of the, the lender market, but certainly seen some different areas of growth in the different market segments. Uh, generally, this is a, applications for business credit are a sign of intention to spend or invest, and so that would be a generally a, a positive view in terms of in terms of outlook compared to previous quarters. So these credit applications or inquiries are really a, an early early lead indicator of demand, and so that, that that's what we see, and so that's when we look into the different segments that are growing and seeing where that demand growth is coming from. Angus Luffman says the rise in credit demand was led by the transport sector, followed by accommodation and food services and manufacturing. Automated systems manufacturer Scott Technology has won a $12 million deal for materials for a materials handling system for the world's biggest frozen chip maker, McCain Foods. The system will be built in Scott's European factory and installed in a Canadian plant of McCain's late next year. Scott Chief Executive John Kippenberger says the deal backs its strategy to stick with proven products and look for new and repeat business with established customers. This is based off the long-standing relationship that we've had with McCain in Europe and the fact that we've delivered successful large automation um, facilities into their plants across a number of European countries has really given us the front position to be able to take that relationship across into North America. John Kippenberger says a review of the company's ownership structure and possible new investment, which was announced in June, is still underway. Telecommunications company Two Degrees is pushing the virtues of technology as a way of improving the country's productivity. It's just released a study of more than 700 business leaders to gauge how businesses are doing and what they need to do to improve long-term performance. The mood was generally a shade more upbeat, with fewer firms in survival mode, more than half in revival and a growing number starting to thrive. Two Degrees Chief Business Officer Andrew Fairgray says using technology is one way to increase the number of thriving companies. One of the benefits um, of what technology does is that you can operate from anywhere in the world. So this whole view that New Zealand's isolated um, has really you know, gone, gone away. Um, I think you know, if you think about industries like gaming or their creative industry, you know, really... They are industries now that provide a sustainable weightless uh, export opportunity for New Zealand. That's Two Degrees Chief Business Officer Andrew Fairgray. Government agencies are being outperformed by independent panels in being transparent about major infrastructure projects. 
New Massey University research commissioned by the Infrastructure Commission ranked the accessibility of key documents for 27 large projects across central and local government. Chief Executive Ross Copeland says some large projects are proactively providing information to the public, but they tend to be run by an independent board and worth north of $500 million. About a third of the projects they looked at complied with all of the criteria they felt were important. And around two-thirds of those projects that they looked at were missing something. They scored in the range of sort of three to five out of nine of their key criteria. And that, that is cause for further work. As far as we're concerned, there's something that we need to look at further here. Ross Copeland says a lack of transparency on major multi-million dollar projects risks losing public trust and leaves a greater opportunity for corruption. The decision by credit ratings agency Fitch to downgrade the United States to AA plus from AAA has been taken pretty calmly by financial markets after some initial shock. Fitch cited growing deficits, lack of action to tackle the US debt levels, and what it called deteriorating financial governance. Now, in short, the US financial house is in a shambles and needs to be put in order. Here's Fitch Chief Sovereign Analyst Richard Francis. First, I think the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, honestly, if, you, if the debt to GDP at 113% and, and growing is clearly um, pretty alarming. Um, Furthermore, the, the fiscal deficits are, are large and, again, growing. Um, the interest burden, as I mentioned, is, is high and growing. We do feel like governance has, has deteriorated, again, uh, steadily over the last 20 years. Um, and, and, and because of that, I, I think we have less confidence that the government can tackle these, these fiscal challenges. And not surprisingly, the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen did not agree. Fitch's decision is puzzling in light of the economic strength we see in the United States. I strongly disagree with Fitch's decision, and I believe it is entirely unwarranted. Its flawed assessment is based on outdated data and fails to reflect improvements across a range of indicators, including those related to governance, that we've seen over the past two and a half years. Well-known economic commentator and the advisor to German finance group Alliance, Mohammed Al-Aryan, called the Fitch action unwarranted and puzzling, saying it won't have much, if any, effect. This announcement will not reduce investment, will not reduce the attractiveness of the U.S. economy. So that's the economy side. And then on the fiscal side, this in itself will not increase the borrowing cost for the U.S. In fact, if you look at what are called credit default swaps, which measure creditworthiness, they hardly move today. And you would expect them to move if the market was worried about that. Mohammed Al-Aryan says by making governance a key factor in a rating, it may have set a precedent which may be used against the likes of China, Europe and developing economies. Fitch upgraded, upgraded New Zealand's rating last September to AA plus with a stable outlook. And as you heard there, the US debt level is 113% of gross domestic product. By comparison, New Zealand's was 18.9% in May. Let's see how the market is doing today. We're joined by Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth for the latest. Kia ora, Mark. How's the market reacted to that US credit rating downgrade? 
Yeah, good afternoon, Kim. Look, it's been a bit of a fizzer, to be honest with you. Um, I think the market's certainly taking Yellen's view. Uh, the NZX50 gross index is at 11,897 points, so sort of down about a half a percent. Um, some of the notable movers, uh, Sinlay Milk, they're down nearly sort of 2% this morning, trading at $1.61. Uh, Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, uh, business known to, to, to many, uh, that's down about 1.5% also, trading at $24.27. Uh, on the slightly more positive side of the ledger, Heartland Bank, uh, that's trading up over 1% this morning at $1.79. Uh, and also Vector, that's trading about a quarter percent higher at $4.04. So a bit of a mixed bag, and as I say, not huge market reaction uh, from that update from Fitch. And in Australia, are they taking Yellen's view a bit as well? I think they are. So, uh, so look, the S&P ASX 200, it is a little lower this morning, down about 55 points, trading at 7,299. Um, but, you know, certainly within markets and tolerances. Uh, a couple of notable movers there are James Hardy, the uh, construction and building business, that's down about 2%, trading at $41.58. Uh, Zero, that's down about 3%, trading at $119.52. But again, uh, a relatively small view, uh, move this morning. And that brings us to our dollar. How's that trading today? Yeah, so the New Zealand dollar, uh, that is trading at below 61 cents against the US, actually. So it's trading at 60.80 against the US dollar. Uh, against the Aussie dollar, at 93.10. Against the yen, we're at 87.12. Against the sterling, 47.80. And the euro, 55.60, with the New Zealand trade weighted index currently at 70.90. And that leaves interest rates, oil and gold. Yeah, sure. So interest rates, um, three-month bank bills, they're trading at 5.7% this morning. Uh, in terms of long-dated government debts, so the New Zealand 10-year government bonds are at 4.79%. Oil, that is dipped below 80 cents a barrel, so trading at, so intermediate trading at 79.68 US dollars a barrel. And finally, gold, so spot gold trading at 1,936 US dollars an ounce. Kia ora, Mark. That's Mark Fowler of Hobson Wealth. We'll bring you a wrap of the day's business news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. For now, Charlotte, that's business. Thank you very much, Kim.